2: We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike detelier, along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear, and on our Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text line, former skipper of the LSU Fighting Tigers, Paul Maneri. Coach, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. I got to see the celebration afterwards and just see the look on your face because... You and I talked about this the last time uh, you were on. You were like, Mike, so many of those guys I have those connections with. You recruited so many of those players uh, to this team. And and you were a big backer of Jay Johnson also. But I know it had to be a special feeling, that final game, you and Jordan
3: Thompson.
4: And, and you know, Coach Maneri, it's not blood, but isn't it like almost like your son's out there?
3: (laughs) It's close. You know, uh, (laughs) You know, one thing about coaching is you spend more time with other people's children than you do your own children <laughs> sometimes. True. So, you know, Jordan Thompson is a, is a kid that I feel very uh, special about, uh, have a special relationship with. You know, we recruited him. He could have signed professionally out of high school. He chose not to. He came to school. Listen, we all can see some of the limitations that he has at times. You know, it, it sometimes looks like he's not even trying. You know, he'll make an error. And, Or he'll swing and miss at pitches, and you'll sit back and say, you know, a lot of people sit back and say, how could he miss that? How could he not make that play? Whatever. But Jordan cares so deeply, and he tries so hard, even though sometimes, like I said, it may not look that way, but he does. And he cares about the right things. He's a wonderful young man. He comes from a great family. He gives it everything he's got. And sometimes we we tend to emphasize the things he doesn't do. And you look back, and he made so many big plays all year. He got so many big hits all year. And, um, you know, everybody on the team loves that kid. Uh, Jay loves him. I love him. You know, the time I I brought him here and, and went through the growing pains with him. And he played so well all year. He just hit a rut when he got to the College World Series. And if you've played this game, you know how how humbling it can be. Um, I'll tell you this, that uh, um, Sunday night after he had such a terrible game, I came back to the hotel after having dinner with some people. And, um, you know, I got on the elevator. It was like 10 o'clock at night. I was on the third floor, but somebody got in the elevator with me and I got distracted, started talking to that person, forgot to hit my button for the third (laughs) floor. Okay. So by the, you know, that person that was on the, on the elevator with me, you know, he hit the sixth button and floor six and he got off. So the, the elevator kept going to the seventh floor, the doors open and it's just me on the elevator and the doors open. And there's Jordan Thompson standing there. Whoa. It was like, it was like, Wow. You know, that's a religious I, experience,
4: right? Like there. God put <laughs> you in that <laughs>
3: spot. moment, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I got off, the, I got off the elevator. He was holding the pizza, you know, he didn't get on the elevator and he looked at me and he goes, I can't tell you how happy I am to see you right now. <laughs> and I, and, and I said, Jordan, I said, let me tell you something. And it was that coaching moment. You know, I, I'm not his coach anymore, but it still felt like it. And I got off the elevator and I talked to him for about 10 minutes and he had tears in his eyes, and he hugged me about three different times. And I said, listen, I, I believe in you. You have had a great career. You know, it hasn't been smooth the whole time. You've made so many great plays. You've had so many big at-bats. And I said, "Out tonight when you go to bed, I just want you to close your eyes and visualize you making every play tomorrow. I want you to visualize hitting that ball hard in clutch situations. You've done it before. You're going to do it again. And I'm going to make a prediction that tomorrow you are going to do something extraordinary and help this team win tomorrow. And he just smiled and he, and he, and he thanked me for it. And And... The next day he drove in three runs. And, well, and he uh, started in his perfect
4: second perfect inning, run. right? Coach Maneri, he yeah. started it all. I mean, how you handle adversity? I mean, uh, uh, JoJo was looking at me. I was like, uh, I'm watching the game. I'm cheering so hard for him. I'm almost starting to cry. <laughs> yeah, uh, It's I, like, come Bobby, on. I, I actually yeah.
3: did. When he got that big hit with two strikes on him, I, I just felt this enormous relief for the kid, you know, and I literally had tears in my eyes. And, you know, I had just told Matt McMahon that story before he came up to bat. Matt was up there with me, our basketball coach. And when he got that base hit, like Matt just grabbed me from behind with a big hug. And he's like, <laughs> I have goosebumps on my arms right now because of that hit that that kid got. And and I was just so happy for him. But that's the way athletics is. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's humbling. It can test you. It can test you to the core. Sometimes you think. You may never get another hit or you may never make the play again. But if you hang in there and you believe in yourself and you fight through it, all of a sudden you come through for your team. And I can't tell you, I'm I'm certain of this, I can't tell you how much his teammates were so happy because of that hit that he got because he's so well-loved by his teammates.
4: Now, uh, Coach Benary, uh, now it's different. Uh, but it, it, you could uh, correlate or, or uh, connect the dots, that you look much like the 2019. This year's group had to win Game 3 after losing Game 2. And mm-hmm. uh, I was looking at an intense series that has gone to the third game. If you win Game 2, uh, you win 70% of the time, 7 out of 10. So very similar. You look at the Fighting Tigers fighting. And like you did in 2009, this team was able to do that to close the deal. H- how do you flush it, especially the outing they had the day before and how you got humiliated? And then in the championship game, uh, you got your butt whipped. Then you whipped their butt uh, in the same manner the next night. I mean, uh, explain that to fans how baseball is because <laughs> I-, I think that's different th- th- than football because you got to wait a week and all that to play. But it's like bam, bam. Okay, I got to flush it. I got to get ready.
3: So, you know, the game is going on on Sunday, game two, and it, it's pretty apparent we're going to probably lose the game, you know, scores, whatever it's 15 to three and Florida steals second base. And I said, <laughs> I said to myself, uh Oh, okay, boys, Florida just woke a sleeping dog. Okay. And then the kid hits the home run to make it like 20 and he's backpedaling around the bases and the, dugout from Florida erupts and they come out on the field, you know, and they're going crazy and they've already got the game well in hand. And I said to the person that I was sitting next to, I said, this is going to come back and bite Florida. Right. And then, you know what? Okay. (laughs) You, you got to know how to, it's hard to lose. Okay. You know, when you lose games, there's a certain way that you have to act, but when you're winning, there's a certain way you have to act as well. You have to have, dignity and you have to have class yes and and when you're running the score up and you're throwing it in somebody else's face there's an old saying what goes around comes around <laughs> and it came around about 24 hours later you know and and uh i i just felt as florida was winning that game in the manner that they were winning it and and kind of rubbing our nose in it that you know there was going to be some payback the next day and the game started out not so great. You know, the Florida pitcher, you know, dominated the first inning after hitting the first batter, and we gave up a two-run homer. But then this Florida pitcher didn't get out of the second inning. And he's the guy that was backpedaling around the bases as well. So, you know, I, I just think in baseball it's such a humbling game when you think that, that you've got it mastered. You know, it, 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 the tide turns very quickly. I can't explain why. It just happens. And um, people that have been around the game their whole life, they know that that's the way it is. And that's why you have to be very humble in victory and you have to be gracious in defeat because you know the next day the score is starting out 0-0. Zero to zero, And and you don't know what's going right. to happen in that ball game.
4: Now, uh, Coach Madari, I would said this at the beginning of the game. Now, just read. I'm a baseball fan. Uh, I think I have a wealth of knowledge for football. But I look at baseball, and I'm a fan, um, and, and I had said this at the beginning of the year. You know, we all know about Paul Skeens and his dominance, uh, what eventually occurred. But I said, to me, uh, you look at it's how it's a little bit different uh, this day and age, considering, look, Tommy Tanks, Tommy White, and then Thatcher Hurd. Uh, and I said, uh, uh, you can check the tape. I'm telling you, this is going back to like late February, early March. I'm saying, if Thatcher Hurd can come through – now he struggled, and look how meaningful it was at the end. Thatcher Hurd transferring from UCLA, and how dominant. Look, he didn't feel sorry for himself. All of a sudden, he's down 2-0. Then he don't give up another hit. He just gave up a home run. And uh, 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 Coach, did we talk about enough of uh, uh, Thatcher Hurd's performance? I mean, what he did to close the well,
3: Yeah, and I don't know Thatcher that well. I've visited with him a few times. I met his father on a plane once. Um, you know, I, so I can't speak to the character of Thatcher. I would, I could speak to the character of Jordan Thompson because I spent every day with him for right. a year. Um, but I, I, I don't know Thatcher well enough to to say that. But what he's done down the stretch here, you can see if you if you're a coach and you understand the character of people and so forth, he displayed a lot of character. You know, and. Uh, you know, he did it in, I believe it was an SEC game. He gave up a home, couple of home runs early in his outing to let the game get tied. Do you remember that game when he, the game was tied because he gave up a couple of home runs? And then he shut him down as we won the game in extra innings. Do you remember who that game was against? You
4: know, I, 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 you know I'd, I'd have to ask Charlie was, Long. Uh, yeah. because uh, it, We'll, 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 we'll look, look it up. No, no, we'll we'll look, look it up, up Because Charlie Long would definitely be on top of that. Uh, but
3: – uh, I think it was the last week in the season at Georgia, if I'm not mistaken. And he gave up. That's game. what it was. It was the yeah, first George. game against Georgia. Yes, yeah. first. He went like
2: five innings in yeah. that game, and that then interest. he pitched
3: great after that. So, you know, these, a kid that does stuff like that displays something that's, you know, makes him different than other people as well. It'd be nice to be able to go out and just dominate from first. Like Paul Skeens. <laughs> yeah, like Skeens. But some, it doesn't happen like that for the normal human being. You know, they they're going to have their ups and they're going to have their downs. How does a kid react? Listen, in the in the um, first game against Texas in 2009, Lewis Coleman gave up five solo home runs in that game. Whoa. I don't know if you remember that. Okay. After the first four solo home runs, he struck out the very next batter. What does that tell you about a kid, right? He's fighting. He, he gives up a home run. He's not afraid to throw the ball over the plate the next batter. He competes, and he gets the strikeout. I tell people that story all the time. And then they say, well, what did he do after the fifth solo home run? I said, I yanked him. I wasn't that stupid. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty
4: good. <laughs> now, 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 Coach Maneri, when you look at LSU history, and obviously uh, you part of that, laying the groundwork, uh, Skip Burtman, Paul Maneri now, and uh, Coach Johnson, seven national championships. And then you look at you go on to play in the majors, you know we all because the proximity. Alex Bregman, we always uh, watch him with the Houston Astros. Uh, but when you look at okay, uh, positional player versus pitcher. I mean, uh, is this a fair assessment? You could check me if you think I'm wrong. I think Ben McDonald was awesome. Uh, what he did. Now uh, you look. This is going back to uh, 1989, but then you look uh, Paul Skeens. Then I look at Todd Walker, SEC Network. We have Todd Walker all the time from Shreveport. Yeah. And then now when you look at Dylan Cruz, is it almost like uh, that as great as uh, uh, Paul McDonald uh, was and and then Todd Walker that right now what we witnessed this year uh, with Skeens and Dylan Cruz, it's like that's even a different level. I don't know what they could do in the majors, but right now where they're at and uh, expectations, it's like off the chart.
3: Yeah, well, you're, you you mention all those names. All you're doing is comparing one pretty girl to another pretty girl to another pretty girl. <laughs> I mean, how, how do you decipher between all of them? Right? right they're right. all beautiful. All all those guys are beautiful, in what they've done, accomplished at LSU, um, they're going to all have high expectations. They're going to be drafted high. You know, throw Nola and Gosman and Alex Lang and. You know, other DJ right. Lemay and all that group too. You know, I mean, you know, why do we have to decide who is better than the other one? You know, they're all beautiful. And and um, you know, Ben was special. Uh, Walker was the greatest hitter of all time at LSU, probably for a long, maybe still is. You know, I mean, you throw Eddie Furnace in there, you can right. throw Antoine Duplantis in there, you can throw, you know, Bregman in there, and now you can throw D- Dylan Cruz in there. So. You know, they're, they, listen, don't take anything away from any of them. Just enjoy what they've done. And now they're all going to be selected really high. I don't know if Cruz is going to go number one or Schemes or somebody's going to be taken ahead of both of them because they're going to make a financial deal.
4: Right, right, with the Pirates. The, the,
3: the, the reality is they all had great careers at LSU, and we should enjoy and respect them for what they did here. And now they're going to go on to a different part of their life Professional baseball and, you know, Bobby knows professional sports are different than college sports. It's it's much more individualistic. People are trying to make a living to right. support their families, maybe for generations. Now, with the way they throw money around, um, you know, we should just be very happy that we had these kids in the blue in uh, in purple and gold and that they represented LSU with great class and dignity and now hopefully they're going to go on and have great pro careers like Osman has, like Nola has, like LeMayu has, like Bregman is having, and so forth. So, you know, they they all did wonderful things for LSU, and we should be happy that we had them here.
4: Now, uh, uh, Coach Miner, if you, uh, I don't know, uh, the, a casual baseball fan, uh, you know, like, boy, I, I like when they score runs and they're going back and forth. As long as you win, whether it's 10-8 or something like that, or 12-10, whatever, it's... You know, whoever bats laughs is going to win the game. But I truly appreciate it. I don't know, because maybe I threw a forward pass, uh, but when I look at, like, pitching, to me, the ultimate duel between two of the nation's best aces, Paul Skeens versus Wake Forest's Rhett Louder. I mean, is I mean, that, that the kind of game that you like, or, or do you like more hitting, whatever? Or, or How do you appreciate Because to me, the, the, that game was freaking awesome.
2: He likes the games yeah. he wins. It doesn't yeah. matter if no, no, it's if, 1-0 yeah, or 15-14. But, no, but if you have
4: great pitching, <laughs> no, I, I, it's, I it's, it's entertaining,
3: yeah. yeah. Well, if you're a lover of baseball, you love all kinds of games. Yeah. And that was a true pitcher's duel. I mean, you're talking about two of the very best pitchers in the country, Uh, going against each other it reminded me if you think back to the uh, 2013 season in the super regional we had a matchup between Aaron Nola and Jonathan Gray from Oklahoma Jonathan Gray was the night before we played he was picked third in the draft and the next year Nola wasn't eligible for the draft that year but the next year Nola was picked sixth in the draft they were two (laughs) great Pitchers that were going to be pitching in the major leagues. It was a 0-0 game. Nola pitched out of a jam in the fifth inning after a leadoff double. You know, Gray was outstanding against us. And then finally in the eighth inning, Jacoby Jones hit a triple off Jonathan Gray. Tyler Moore came off the bench to get a clutch double to drive in uh, Jacoby with the first run. Mark Laird came in and snuck a single through the hole between first and second. and and this And we scored our second run. I think Jared Foster pinch ran for Tyler Moore and scored our second run, and then Nola got him out in the ninth inning, three three up three down, and we went two to nothing. It was the same kind of game. Yes, beautiful game, beautiful baseball. People might say, "Well, nobody was hitting good." Well, sometimes you have to put your hat to the pitcher. <laughs> you know, they're a pretty big part of the game as well. So that game reminded me a lot of that thirteen game, two thousand and thirteen game that I was a part of. And and I appreciated it. I, look, we wanted to win more than anything in the right. world. But whether you won or lost, you had to appreciate it as great baseball. Well, well
4: and Coach Maneri, before we let you run, uh, don't you like uh, how they have in the draft now and not being yes. a distraction? Isn't it like yes. the best, the way they're doing it now, uh, rather Much that better. you're playing in the College World Series and we have the draft?
3: Turn the page and now we look to the next chapter of their lives. Coach, thanks so
2: much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Great moments, and uh, congratulations to you, too, because you were a part of this, and so uh, we want to congratulate you. You brought so hey, much so in coach this. so Coach Maneri, are you
4: going back to coach? Uh, oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> Bobby, Bobby want to get <laughs> you uh, home, but yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: we didn't want to introduce yeah, yeah, you as the new coach of Miami. You yeah, know yeah and mean? all of a sudden, uh,
4: <laughs> Coach Maneri, it's <laughs> in his blood, and he ain't old. Come oh, on, no, he no. can hang. <laughs>
3: No, I'm not going to Miami. And um, I will tell you this, that watching those former players of mine win that championship kind of felt like it brought closure to my LSU coaching career as well. And now that those guys have won it, and they're going to probably be moving on to pro ball. So we'll awesome. see what the future holds. I don't. For me personally, I don't know what the future holds. I'm just going to go out to the golf course and hit some golf balls. now,
2: Coach, that's a great political (laughs) statement you made. We appreciate it. Thank you so much, Coach. All right, Coach. All right, guys. All All righty. Paul
1: Maneri, former skipper of the LSU Fighting Tiger baseball team. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive.